Whether you're buying a new car or used one, it's a big investment, which is why you should choose Pennzoil Platinum. It helps extend the life of your engine and protect it up to 15 years or 500,000 miles, whichever comes first, guaranteed. That's because Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas and 99.5% free from engine clogging impurities. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Enrollment required. Keep your receipts. Other conditions apply. See Pennzoil.com warranty for full details. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This is a special COVID-19 episode um, with uh, Stephen King of Growth Force to talk about the five things you need to be doing right now. I'm going to tell you right now, we're not going to get to all five, but Stephen's got this great webinar where he really goes into to depth, and we'll be telling you about that later. Uh, for now, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Stephen. Uh, from bootstrapped tech founder to billion-dollar executive to nonprofit fundraiser, Stephen brings a unique combination of vision, foresight, and experience to the world of CPAs. Regarded as one of the accounting industry's top thought leaders, he's currently serving as president and CEO of GrowthForce, one of the nation's largest cloud-based accounting services. Thanks so much for joining me today, Stephen. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, I, I am, you know, this is so timely um, for you and I to have this conversation. And you say the first step is to get the right mindset. And so please uh, share, what, what are you thinking about there? Yeah, I think it is the most important step because, um, you know, you, in times of difficulty, you really need to make sure that you are coming at this with the right frame of mind. And first for me, it's that this will pass. It is not forever. And it's going to feel like forever, you know, 10 weeks in Wuhan. That's a long time, but you've got to be thinking about what happened, how do we get through it? And then how do we come out of it stronger? And the second big mental image for me is my Irish grandmother would say, your health is your wealth. Mm. So uh, my family's from New York City and my cousins are in, in the hospitals in Queens and there's two refrigerated trucks with morgues outside the hospital. If you're not infected by COVID-19, you've got to be thankful and feel blessed and have gratitude and just feel like 
you're lucky, not like this is the end of the world. Yeah. And, and then you can deal with the big questions. And it's without really getting into that state of mind that this will pass. And I'm not sick. So let's deal with reality. It, you can't come at it any other way in my mindset. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like uh, everyone needs to take a deep breath and say, okay, we're here. And, and as you said, sort of do that assessment. Okay, I don't have it. Uh, you know, hopefully I haven't lost a loved one to it. You know, sort of uh, all my fingers and toes are here now. What can I do with it? Because it's it's not I, I, a saying I've heard repeatedly is it's it's not what happens to you that matters. It's what you do with what happens to you that matters. Right. right. So I, we're all in this. What do we do? Yeah. So I think the first thing you do is once you got that positive message of gratitude, is figure out well, how bad is this going to be for you. And there's three scenarios. And the scenario you're in is going to depend on the industry you're in, and it's going to depend on the region of the country you're in. But first, the, the mindset is, I need data. You don't want to make decisions on emotions right now. So you've got to get data with three scenarios. One, we may not make it. And you're going to focus on cash flow and how do you cut costs. Right now, I'm only seeing about less than 10% of the businesses are feeling there. The vast majority, the 60, 70% are the second scenario, which is restructuring. It's, I got to restructure my business. We're going to make it, but I got to make some hard decisions right now. And so there you're talking about cash flow and cutting people. And, and that's where most people are. The third is, and I, I'm surprised there's 15, 20%. I did a webinar yesterday with 40% of the people said they're in strengthening mode. We're okay. We're, we're, we're going to come through this okay, and we want to get stronger. So now you're talking about sharpening the saw. And so that's the first thing you got to do is figure out how long is this going to last and how deep is the revenue loss. And then put that into a model. We'll give some spreadsheet models away from the Society of Retired Executives and other places that are really great so people can do it themselves. Okay, so I have a question for you because – we don't really know how long this is going to last, and it's probably going to be different for different, as you said, different industries and in different regions of the country. So how, if I'm thinking I just have to survive this, how do I figure out how long I need to be surviving it? So I think you've got to first look at three cases. You're Best case, a middle case, and a worst case. Okay. And when I'm at, we're advising clients that you're, you're this is, you got to stress test your business model, basically, right? Your best case here, we're saying, is going to be two to three months. June 30th is when the, the government money is supposed to get you through. Ten weeks of liquidity is what the Federal Reserve has given us. So that's the best case. The mid case, we're saying, is six months, September, October. When the kids go back to school and mom and dad are not having to homeschool in addition to be on Zoom all day, 
then your workforce comes back, then we can really look at starting to act more normal. And the worst case is a year or more. You know, some people are saying it's going to be 18 months. Um, you got to have both, all three of those put in a spreadsheet so you can see if I lose a small percentage of my revenue or a middle case, or I lose the most of my revenue, and this lasts a long time, when does the cash run out? And, and the, the big thing that we're suggesting, you know, again, that first step is the mindset is you got to have data, right? You want to have a mindset of, okay, I can't just trust my gut. What data do I need? For, for us, for me, it's the break-even point. And it, it, the math on this is so simple. Everybody can do it. It's your fixed costs divided by your gross profit percentage. The percentage of profit you make on the work you do. So, and that equals your break-even in dollars. How many dollars do I need to not have to dip into my resources? So if you've got a $4 million of fixed costs and you've got a 50% gross profit margin, you, if you've got you got $8 million of revenue you got to bring in. If, if you got $2 million, uh, if you can only afford $4 million of revenue, you got to cut your cost with a 50% gross profit. Your fixed costs on 4 million of revenue can't be higher than $2 million. So you can see how much the cuts have to be by working backwards from your break even at different scenarios. Does that make sense? Because that's a little confusing. Actually, I was a little confused at the beginning, but it does make sense to me. And I, one of the things I really like it about it is that it is fact-based. Right. So it's unemotional, relatively speaking. And because then it sounds to me like the next step is trying to figure out where you need to cut. Um, and I think those are probably some pretty interesting decisions. But just being able to see this is where I am and this is what I'm going to need, I think empowers people mm -hmm. because then they can do something with that information. Exactly. It's actionable. Mm -hmm. You know, if you yeah. start with your best case, if you start with your best case and you calculate your break even point, you say, okay, this is how much we need to bring in. Is that real? Then you can say, okay, if, if it's not, then let's go at the best case. It is real. If it, the next case though, is the big case. How much do I have to cut if I think this is going to happen? And it's going to, we're going to find out over the next two or three weeks, which is why it's so timely that you're doing this. April, it's the beginning of April, right? People have just done the first billing since this started. We're going to find out how many of our clients are not going to be able to pay us in the next two weeks. Yeah. And so that's why the next step, step two is so important, which is cash flow. You know, you, you figure out what time horizon do you have? How bad is it going to be? Is the, after that, right? And then how much liquidity do you have? How much cash and cash equivalents is available? You know, receivables is what most people think is cash equivalents, but what about other assets or equipment that you have that's not making you money? Sell it, turn it into cash, because cash is king. And, and you really, no matter what, what scenario you're into, understanding that, that you can have cash flow without profits. You know, usually I'm talking to people because they made a million dollars in profit and there's no money in the bank. Where did it go? <laughs> right? You know, that's somebody who has profits and no cash flow. Now we're telling people you got to focus on can you have cash flow even though you don't have profits just for the next 10 weeks? And cash flow is about timing. So you can collect now on stuff you did before. So the first tip that that we suggest here is to is to focus on a cash flow forecast. 
and we give away our template in these difficult times. We hired a visual basic programmer to put an Excel spreadsheet together that allows people who are using QuickBooks, right, who's 88% of the market, to be able to take their receivable report and their payable report and just suck it into this Excel model and then just make a list. What week do you expect to collect on your receivables? We suggest a 13-week cash flow right now. So you enter what week, one through 13, do you think you'll collect on receivables? And do the same thing with your payables. When are you gonna pay your vendors? And then it puts it on a summary cash flow, which is sources of cash and uses of cash. And I think that after you get the right mindset, the next step has to be, how long will my cash last? And you do it in a cash flow forecast. And what's really nice about it is, then you can look at how much do you need to get from the government? it shows you in red what's the hole how deep yeah. does this get so that's the big action that we're we're telling everybody to take is just update the cash flow forecast every single week and then after you apply for the bank loans and the government loans focus on collecting whatever cash you can get you know we i got to be an inc 500 speaker for a couple of years and i studied the cash flow best practices of the fortune um, 1,000. And some of the things that we learned were fascinating. Collections being the best. And what's, that's so important right now is that the, the, the companies who had good cash flow management had the answers, were able to overcome objections for somebody when you're trying to separate them from their cash, you know, get money out of their wallet. They, they, had, they trained their people on how to be ready with answers of the check is in the mail, I'll pay you half, or I can't pay you at all, which is what we're seeing right now. And so the simple act of you know, getting the information from the check, if somebody says the check is in the mail, just getting the payee and the check number and the amount and the ABA number and the bank number, you can deposit that now in QuickBooks payments. You don't need the physical check. And so... That's, that's a, there's, there's a lot of automation that's been available that now is the time to start implementing it. Because if you've got a bookkeeper who doesn't have 40 hours worth of work anymore, has a, you know, <laughs> people who are sitting around, those, the, 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 now we're suggesting that you take any available time to focus on the automating the billing and the collections, because then you'll improve your cash flow right away. Um, Which is such a great idea. And, and it, you know, the, the biggest tool that we recommend, we're a QuickBooks shop and we do zero and net, net suite. Um, bill.com is a godsend. It automates the whole bill payment process. It syncs with every accounting system. And it lowered our cost to pay a bill. You know, we do outsource bookkeeping and accounting, right? We're professionals at paying bills. And so... Our cost to pay, to get a bill paid by check in the old days was $12.35. When we implemented bill.com seven years ago, we, we've been able to lower it to $1.50 per bill. Wow. Yeah, 87% cut of bookkeeping costs. And, and it helps reduce the risk of fraud. I mean, I love this product. I don't get paid a dime from bill.com. I'm just <laughs> really in love with it. We found... We found a, um, this is a, a relevant story. People should be aware of, you know, I do a whole fraud study. That was my expertise as at Ernst & Young. And 
um, times like uh, what you worry about fraud is when times are bad. Yeah. And dimes got bad suddenly. So we're, you're going to see a spike in biz and fraud. Somebody submitted a bill, the AT&T bill for their house, along with the company's AT&T bill. And because they had bill.com, we could see the scanned images of two bills. Instead, if he, the business owner was just signing one check to AT&T, wouldn't, we wouldn't have realized. And what happened was her kids were streaming Tiger Kings on Netflix. <laughs> and she didn't have an unlimited data plan and got uh, this bill for 685 bucks when her husband just lost his job. Uh, desperate times create desperate people. Yeah. So, so, so we're a big fan of, of automating the processes because it helps you reduce the risk. The other big thing you want to do in cash flow is make sure that you got late fees in your contract and legal fees. Who's going to pay if you got to go to court? Because if you just add that you've got 18% interest, one and a half percent a month, that'll get your bill to the top of the pile if, you're, if your customer has a good controller. So, you know, that's wow. the other big wow. thing we're suggesting on collections. Yeah, boy, that, that, that's a biggie. And what's weird is, as you were talking about this, I was thinking, okay, we're, we're all going to sit down and we're going to figure out our cash flow and, and what we think is going to come in and what needs to go out and when it's going to go out. And if everyone's doing that, they don't want to part with their money either. Exactly <laughs> so, right. right? Exactly Everyone right. wants to sit on their cash. Yeah. Yeah. You have to sit on your cash, but you know what? The bills that are going to get paid first are the, are the, by, if you have a good controller, right? That's what we make sure our clients do is with the high interest rates. If you got a credit card for 6% and then after six months, it went to 19%. Yeah. I would I would use my home equity line of credit with three and a half percent interest rate to pay off the 19 if I owned a business. If right. I had that problem. I you want to use low interest rate debt. The government won't let you use the new CARES Act bills for paying off debt. But um you can you uh if you have any other of your own liquidity, this is why you call the bank. Although, you know, they're they're you can't reach your yeah. banker. <laughs> Uh, any any other lines of credit that you've got, use them to pay off the expensive debt. That's that's the advice there. Yeah, that's really great too. So you really do. You have to sort of do um, uh, forensic accounting of your own business and your own personal life, you know, your own situation, and say, okay, what does it really look like? Just lay the whole thing out. Yeah. So yep. that you can make informed decisions yes that's um you know we're we're um you know really focused on helping people make cuts and you know the cash flow tells you how much cuts you have to make and the budget scenarios tells you how much you're going to make and having the right data to make the cuts is what's key and the magic there is you know, most, I'm a CPA, I've been a CPA for 35 years. I've been through six recessions sir, as a CPA, I'm wow. happy to say. That's where these five steps have come from, is just, you know, making mistakes over decades. But um, the big change for the companies that make it is they, they you know, most people get their income statement and it's income minus expenses equals profit, right? Net income. And your expenses are in alphabetical order. Because that's the way it comes out of the accounting system. You know, when you open up the wizard in QuickBooks, it's accounting and bad debt and bank charges and commissions. Three quarters of the way down, you got payroll, 
in payroll taxes. And we serve service businesses and nonprofits. 70% of the costs are payroll. Yeah. <laughs> and they show up in two line items. And it's not actionable. Yeah. That, that, that income statement is not designed to be actionable. It's designed to make it easy for the CPA to do the tax return. Because the, um, you know, the, the tax return is in alphabetical order. Yeah. And what we suggest is you want to use your accounting system, any of them, we do it in QuickBooks, and, but any of them will do it, is to separate your above-the-line costs from below-the-line. And what that means is the, the above-the-line costs are, your, are the cost to deliver your services, the direct cost that the customer pays for. So it's two things. It's direct labor, the people that the customer was buying and the services that you build, and the direct materials, the stuff that you had to buy to earn the income. And all that goes up above the line into cost of goods sold or cost of services delivered. And then, then you can see income minus your COGS is your gross profit. And to me, that's the most important number on any financial statement anywhere. If you watch Shark Tank, what they want to know is what's the fully landed costs? What does it cost yeah. you to make it, right? Those are the above the line costs. And you want to look at that gross profit in a percentage. What's your gross profit percent? Then I can help you. Then you can figure out how to make cuts right now because you're, you're below the line cost, all the indirect expenses, the costs that that the customer is not paying for you are not making you money, right? It's overhead. And so yeah. this is an opportunity to slash your overhead. You don't, we're, I'm amazed with, when, with everybody working at home, I can't believe the tens of thousands of dollars saving in no paper, in no shredding, in no cleaning, in no office materials. And exactly. And, and the, the, all the discretionary spending that we had in those credit cards, you know, $49 for the CPA practice advisor is a nice to have. All that stuff is gone. It's $1,800 a month. That's 20 grand a year. Wow. And so, so those overhead costs, we look at slashing them. And the, anything that's discretionary, you know, where we send seven people to Intuit scaling new heights, Joe Woodard, I'm sorry. 20 grand we're not spending. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm sorry, we're just not going to trade shows. We're, we're, we're not even going to have, we have, you know, parties after every company meeting. Eventually it'll come back, but that's where you start your cuts because you want to save your cuts for the above the line people. You don't want to cut the people that drive your profits. That's last. But, but step three is cutting your overhead. And so in addition to auditing everything and looking at the, the discretionary expenses, now's the time to look at outsourcing anything that's not a core competency for a couple of reasons. Number one, it turns a fixed cost into a variable cost. And so when your business goes down, your costs go down. You don't have to fire anybody. It also turns a weakness into a strength. I don't know, many people who are really good at HR, <laughs> Or Me IT, <laughs> or accounting. Right. And so you get an expert to do it, and it costs 30 to 40% less. Because in instead of having one person that you're paying full-time to do lots of different hats, you pay a little bit for a controller and a lot yeah. of bit for a bookkeeper. And whatever you need, just in time, a la carte. And so 
when times are tough, you've got to save your money for the people who are above the line. And that's step four, which is the direct labor. How do you figure out who's got to go? If um, we recommend, and this is a perfect time for sharpening the saw, right? Like if you're slow, what can you do to get better? The single biggest thing that you can do, we do service businesses and nonprofits, so this is geared towards them, is activity-based costing. When you look at like what the big companies do, they know the cost of everything. Amazon can tell you what it costs to deliver that package to their door and what the margin is. Small business can now too. Intuit has automated it. They really? Yeah, and it's cheap. It, um, Intuit and Insperity are the two companies that are fully automated. Insperity is a PEO, so you get the whole outsourced HR department, and Intuit has it for the payroll. Intuit payroll is only for QuickBooks desktop. Insperity is QuickBooks desktop and QuickBooks online. And what they do is you take in, with, with Intuit, I'll tell you what they did. They bought a company called T-Sheets. It's the best time tracking system in the world, hmm. and it's cheap. You can, it has the ability to... Uh, for an employee to clock in, clock out, start, stop, real, uh, uh, as soon, you put the address of their customer or wherever they're gonna go, as soon as they show up on site, it's got a geofence that says, do you wanna start now? If they're working from home right now, then you just hit a start button when you start, and you hit a stop button, what you got? I got a, a construction company that can show, see the profitability on each bulldozer, each, each piece of equipment, because, the person selects, are they, what are they driving? They're driving a bulldozer or a backhoe or, you know, um, I don't even know the yellow metal, they call it. <laughs> what customer are they working on? And then what service are they delivering? Are they doing above ground or below ground? That's it. And what it, it does is you synchronize the payroll and the taxes with the timesheets. So you take the cost of the person and divide it by the number of hours they worked. And this is all automated. And it wow. doesn't cost anything. If you have Intuit payroll, it's built in. If you have Insperity, it's built in. Wow. You just have to set it up and configure it. And it divides the, pay, the labor cost by the number of hours worked to come up with the cost per hour worked. And then it multiplies it based on what people put on their timesheet. How many hours did you work on this customer with this piece of equipment providing this service? And then it posts it automatically inside QuickBooks. So you can now see the cost of each customer, each job, each service that you deliver. And now you've got profitability by customer, profitability by job, profitability by service, profitability by whatever way you've organized your org chart, by department, by team, by state. And it doesn't cost any more than running a regular payroll. Once it's set up, besides the timesheet license, if you don't have that already. Right, that's so amazing. It's amazing. And so there, you know, I'm, I've been on the AICPA executive, uh, 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 what do you even know what's it called? Advisory council for something like that. The technology geeks all get together once a year. Greg LaFollette brings us together to New York back in the day. And they expect the last pr prediction was that bookkeeping and accounting clerical uh, work will all be automated in less than three years. And, and really? now, yes, it's a wave. The technology is proven. It's not, it's not the future. We've been using build.com for six, seven years, T-sheets for five, six years. And it it's, makes your employees' lives so much better. But you can see, prof once you can see the profitability of each customer, 
then you can go in and tag that customer with other information that you're trying to make decisions on, like what industry is the most profitable. Right. We have a we have a client called Chief Outsiders. They're outsourced CMOs. There's 65 of them across the country. He called up once. He wanted to make a decision about sponsoring something, and he said, you know, they they want a six-figure sponsorship, and it's January. And we're a partnership. So for tax purposes, I distributed all the cash out to the partners in December. I don't have six figures in the bank. I'm going to pass on this sponsorship. But can you tell me how much revenue we got from our six-figure investment last year? And we were able to email them back right away and say, yeah, but you asked the wrong question. How much profit did they generate? They had four times more profit than any other investment you made last year. He's wow. like, oh my God, I almost didn't do that. My gut told me now's not the right time. So it speaks to, that's the reason why it's so powerful is you don't want to make decisions on gut right now. Yeah, and, right. And activity-based costing is a game changer. That's crazy. Wow. So, Stephen, so, I mean, this is just incredibly valuable information, not only for now, but I mean, like, especially for now, but, but so empowering for people. And I would like you to tell them about the webinar, because I know you go into a, you know, a lot more depth there. Sure. Um, so that they, you know, they can really get their arms around this. Sure. And we're doing it every day. And um, uh, live chat so with questions. So we're we're um, we're encouraging you to come with questions. We're it's the it's it, we we talked about four out of the five steps, right? First, what we cover in 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 forty five minutes is getting the right mindset, walking you through the three scenarios of survival, restructure, and strengthen. How do you uh, what review the math on the break even, and then and then the tool? How do you do a budget? for best case, mid case, and worst case. And, and we give away a lot of tools that we found. I just get another shout out to the Society of Retired Executives because their website is amazing and they have retired financial executives who will help small businesses with forecasting models right now. Wow. So we're giving away a lot of knowledge here to help you with this crisis. Second is cash flow. There's a 13 week cash flow forecasting tool that will show you how to use it and how it works with QuickBooks. Then what do you say to your banker? Um, and, and obviously the, bank, the banks are overloaded. So we're, we're saying, what do you need to submit to the forms and do it fast? Because you know, already <laughs> Wells Fargo yesterday stopped accepting applications. Oh my gosh, did they really? Yeah, so, um, and then we walk, we spend most of the time talking about the best practices in, in cash flow management. So collections, uh, billing, uh, bill payment. What are the what are the ways to automate it, and then what are the ways to be able to be really good at it and 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 spend less money, save money in the process. Then, uh, cutting the below the line cost we talked about here. Above the line cost, we'll show you the reports from QuickBooks that you should be getting and looking at. And then I spent a little bit of time on step five, which is get backing on offense sharpen the saw? How do you get more efficient? How do you use the people that you're going to keep and get more done with fewer people? And so um, that's wow. it. Huge. Yeah. Huge. And so timely. Okay. And so then how do they find the registration for it? Growthforce.com, G-R-O-W-T-H-F-O-R-C-E.com. 
we've got a COVID-19 link on every page. And there's a um, webinar link on that COVID-19 page. And we have an email that reaches me and our product team for people of questions, COVID, C-O-V-I-D, dash 19 at growthforce.com, G-R-O-W-T-H, force. Fabulous. Okay, great. I, I really so appreciate you um, doing this, but not only doing this, you know, shifting so quickly because we had something else that we were going to talk about that we'll talk about <laughs> in the future. I look forward um, to that. But th this is great. Thank you so much. And, and folks, you know, it'll be in the show notes. Uh, hop on the webinar. Get the, this input and this information that you need. We can get to the other side of this. We will get to the other side of this and we can do it um, successfully. So uh, as always, continue to prosper and be curious. You can and you will. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Full send with the driver, check. Piercing iron through the wind, check. Low checker, high spinner, flop to a tight pin, check, check, and check. No matter what shot you need to pull off, there's one ball that's better for them all. The all-new TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. With a newly redesigned dimple pattern, engineered for more distance, more control around the green, and better stability in the wind, it's the hottest tour ball in golf. So no matter what shot you face, there's one ball that's better for all. The TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.